Hello and welcome to the original Loretta Brown show with <laughs> me, <laughs> the original Loretta Brown. Who knew, Benny? That's you. Who totally. Knew? I know. There's only one and, of you. <laughs> there's other people with the name Loretta Brown, but I'm just saying this face. Yeah, that through. face. And in this world, my world, there's only That's one. That's right. Yeah, that's true. There's only one Benny, too. And there's only one of my guests, except, at least right now. I know you guys can see her on the YouTube, and I'll introduce her in a moment. But anyway, um, yeah, this is the original Loretta Brown Show, Radio to Open the Heart, Heal the Soul, and Awaken the Consciousness. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located here in the greater Seattle area for <clears throat> 26 years. Here we are. We're still here. And uh, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful work. I'm really Glad I stepped into it a long time ago. Um, things, uh, quick announcements. Um, yes, I will be getting back into the office shortly. I have been doing all sessions remotely, as all of you know, here in King County. Um, we're in, I think we're in phase two, Benny. I'm not sure. Yes, officially. Yep. Mm -hmm. Officially, we're in phase two. Traffic's and, picked uh, up. That's why. That I noticed. <laughs> that's <laughs> I did the, notice. That's kind of like the uh, the obviousness there. You know, there's people out on the street. And right. uh, so do pay attention to it because we've got a lot of counties in Washington State and you guys are all at different phases. And some of you are going into phase three. Good for you. And aloha to my daughter, Jenny, and Kailu Okoda in Hawaii, who they apparently have not had anything going on except, you know, a little bit of beach, beach, beach time going on. Well, they pretty much oh. shut down all their islands to the rest of the world, which is probably the best move <laughs> anyone could have done out there. They're like, no one comes in, no one goes out. Yeah, she said, you know, Mom, yeah. I hate to tell you, but yeah. you should just come over here. And I'm thinking, yeah. hmm. Actually, I have one uh, a good friend of mine who I know from over here in Seattle area that traveled over to Hawaii and hasn't left. Um, she just kind of made the move, and she can still work remotely. Her daughter lives there, and so she went to visit her daughter, and then – they kind of shut everything down. She's like, yeah, I think I'll just hang out here for a little bit. So it's yeah, working out for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of my clients, by the way, we are going through trans transition, transformation, uh, call it whatever you want. But yeah, a lot of my clients are discovering that they can work remotely and a lot of jobs are changing uh, face. But this is, of course, the time that we're in. This is the time of changes coming in. And change is not always comfortable. And so that's why there's people like me and my guests and everybody out there, uh, all, all you wonderful light workers and you people holding the hope and the faith and the light and just keep spreading that around uh, because it will really, really help. Um, you know, when we go through change, we often go through grief and we don't always call it that. And a lot of people are grieving right now over many, many things. So a uh, big shout out to my patrons. I am a listener supported show. I am live on the air <laughs> because of Benny. <laughs> well, not just solely because of me. There's other people that have designed this program to allow that happen. That's true. That's true. But, yes. But uh, to my patrons, if you want to help uh, donate to this show so we can stay on the air and bring you more great guests, please go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown show. And I truly, truly from the bottom of my heart mean this. I am so grateful uh, for your support and yeah, it's a it's a hopefully a win win situation, and uh, you are enjoying the shows, and of course everything's on podcast, and you can listen to it forever and download it and, and do what my daughter does is just put my voice on in the background and listen to me, show to show. I don't know. Anyway, I love her so much. You can see I'm just sending her some love today. 
Um, also want to remind you, you can sign up for everything at schedule.reikioasis.com. We've got the Temple of the Divine Feminine coming up uh, in July. We have a monthly class for women. Please join us. We are doing that through Zoom, and it's working out really, really great. And um, yeah, and of course, like I said, you can find out more about me at Reiki Oasis. I just want to mention astrology really, really quickly. We can, we can, we kicked off the cancer season with a bang last weekend <laughs> with that potent solar eclipse, the ring of fire, right? And the new moon and the summer solstice. And at that time we had four planets retrograde and I, I think we now have six planets retrograde yeah. and retrograde just means redo, rethink, refocus. It doesn't mean run away. <laughs> it means, oh, if they're in the back of my closet, it's a mess. Maybe I should pull those skeletons out and just, you know, take them down to Goodwill. I don't know. And by the way, um, the Goodwill donation sites are now open for those of my clients who have been asking. Nice segue move there. <laughs> Very well played. Very well played. Oh, and by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And now we are in cancer season. Cancer is known for its warm, nurturing, mothering, and sensitive energy. And it's also fiercely protective and loyal. And it always has your back. It's always looking out for you. And during the season of the crab, don't be so crabby, we may feel like we're being protected and looked out for. And boy, we do need that right now. It's an important reminder during with so much cosmic energy and cancer to stand up for ourselves and each other and to follow what we feel is right and true in our hearts. And the crab is here to remind us that love, compassion, and kindness is true bravery, true bravery. A few things to look at, June 22nd, Neptune did go retrograde for a total of six planets in retrograde. June 24th and 25th, which we're in right now, Venus is going to turn direct in Gemini after being retrograde since May 12th. And so um, it's Venus is not really going to be in its, its regular strength until the end of July, but it's going to be helping us every day gain clarity on relationships and matters of the heart. And um, my guides just keep talking about the heart and the heart center as we move forward and uh, this is really where we, number one, need to do our work and we need to anchor in and we need to, um, I don't know, I, I sometimes tell people, I think the natural state of the heart is to be open and blooming and sharing and giving and receiving and we've blocked, we blocked the thing up. So, oh, yeah, there's the work. And uh, June 27th, here's, here's kind of a big one and it influences the rest of the year. Mars enters Aries and Mars and Aries love each other, but Mars in Aries is the fiery, headstrong warrior, and it could indicate uh, heightened tensions, or as I, I look at it, you know, because Aries is, is head-oriented, right? Like we're going to butt through things. Um, it's just kind of facing things straight on. Uh, we're not really going to be able to hide from truth, and I think actually we are looking forward to that. Uh, June 29th, we have the second of three Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions. These are powerful. This is influencing everything right now. It's a major theme for 2020. And um, you might want to look at finances. It will hit in our financial realms. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but um, Jupiter and Pluto 
you know, Jupiter's just going to magnify the effects of Pluto, and that's very, very deep work. And then all of this is headed toward July 4th, where we're going to have a full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn. Did she say that right? Full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn. And, you know, we've been being hit with that Capricorn energy for quite some time now since um, July of 2018. And Capricorn has really brought a lot of changes. So kind of pay attention to things. Uh, stay in the light. Stay in the goodness of all that is. Uh, find your quiet, still center so that you can just ah, do that thing and breathe into your heart and don't get caught in the swirl. Stay in the eye. Stay in the eye. So with all of that, it's a beautiful day for me to have my guest because I know she's in this energy and she's had a lot going on. And um, my guest today is Terry Ann Russell. You can see her beautiful face right there. She has a lovely, sweet smile, sweet energy. She's a channel, a multidimensional healer, and she works with beings such as the Archangel Michael and Mother Mary, galactic beings, and all kinds of fabulous beings of light that are flitting around her. She is the author of From Death to Life, The Incredible True Story, of Anthony Joseph, and in July of 2019, which is not even quite a year ago, Anthony Joseph, Terry Ann's son, suddenly died from an unexpected medical condition. As quickly as he left his body, he returned to help his mother through her deep grief and to collaborate with her to write some books in order to share where he is, what he is doing, and how humanity can learn to connect with loved ones in spirit. And of course, I, I also have to introduce your son, <laughs> Anthony Joseph, because he's here with us today. And welcome to the show, Terry Ann. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited when I heard that he came in and connected with you. He is such an amazing, amazing spirit. It's a very, he's very loving. Like I can feel it. And I was mentioning as we were getting ready for the show, like I'm feeling it again. Uh, I'm just goosebumpling. And for, for those sensitives that a lot of sensitive light workers listen to my show, um, you all know that, that that to me is my big indicator that that spirit is here, someone is here. And he just um, is sending so much love. It, it brings tears to my eyes. It honestly does. So, Every time he comes in, I, I still cry. Yeah, it's making me want to cry. I also want to just uh, applaud your courage and your grace um, from mother to mother. Oh, my goodness. Um, I just have to say what you've been through and for you to be able to get your book out here so quickly and, and then to have the courage to speak about it, you know, and I, I truly mean this without falling apart. Um, and I know you're being assisted in that, but um, I want to show people the cover of the book. All I have is a printout, but you, everyone can see it there. From Death to Life, Terry Ann Russell. And um, this is, it's a beautiful book. It's really Thank got you. some lovely things in it. And I would just like you, if you could just introduce yourself a little bit to my listening audience. And how did you... How did you get here? You know, because you, I, I loved reading your bio. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm interviewing myself. It's weird, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Please, please tell us about yourself. 
Yeah, it's funny. I was introduced to Reiki 20 years ago when my boys were really young and I had three boys in three years and I just didn't have the time to invest in something like that. And then fast forward to 2009, my daughter was born. I was 40 years old and she was born very sick with a similar condition that Anthony passed with. Um, she had over 40 blood transfusions and four intestinal surgeries. And so after three years of ongoing treatments for her, I turned to energy healing to help heal her. I needed alternative ways to help this baby who, you know, traditional medicine had failed us. So we are now about four years hospital free with no blood transfusions ever. And her wow. doctors are astounded. <laughs> I am. Um... I just love that so much. I, I, I want to pause for just a second. Um, could you just say a couple of, of statements about energy healing, energy medicine? And I know you do Reiki and you do um, several different modalities there, but for the people listening, just sort of maybe a couple of statements. You know what I'm saying. Energy healing, you know, has changed my life. And that's one of the reasons it's so close to my heart is because I have that personal interest in it with my daughter. Um, you know, energy healing, it can remove stagnant energy. We all are made of energy. So we have this energy that sometimes gets stuck in our body. Um, and people may come into my office and say, um, you know, I just have this pain, this feeling inside, and it's usually like anxiety or something. And, and we can move and shift that, 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 stagnant energy through energy healing and they walk out after and they're like oh my gosh like how did that happen I, i've never experienced anything like this yes isn't that true um uh i love that i always tell people you know it's really just about moving the energy and you i know you've experienced this but i quite often have people come and they'll say loretta i i'm really here because i've tried everything else and and then by the time they left something has shifted because you it's like, you know, and that thing moves and it comes out and it, it does. It, it's, it's about the energy and the vibration. So I just wanted to pause and put a little plug in there for you and what it is you do. And also because um, Anthony just feels like, um, Ant, okay, um, <laughs> feels like um, he, he just wants to lift you up. So I'm, I'm gonna, if, if he's shoving on me, I'll, I'll do that. And also from my heart to yours. So. Um, tell us a little bit about your son, and um, I noticed that he's got a couple of nicknames, Ant, which would make sense from Anthony, uh, but I, I keep thinking about Ant-Man, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Butters. Could you please uh, just talk about him a little bit and tell us? He really likes the nickname Butters. Um, it came to him, I believe it was end of middle school, somewhere around there, high school, um, Butters was a character on South Park and he was very naive and had very strict parents. And so he really got the name Butters through the show and Anthony is anything but naive, <laughs> but he did have strict parents. My ex-husband and I were, were very strict with them growing up. Um, so it just seemed befitting to him and all his teachers called him Butters, college called him Butters, you know, his friends, everybody is like Butters, Butters. And I refuse to call him Butters. So, you know, <laughs> he'll, he'll come in sometimes with Ivory or Roz, who I work with, and, and she'll say aunt and she'll like, oh, excuse me, Butters. <laughs> um, didn't he have some joke about 
nicknames for his brothers or something. Yeah, uh, so he was Butters. Uh, Eric was Toast and Tyler was Jam. And then they joked that Sophia's like the knife that cuts it all because she came so much later than them. And she's, she's a Scorpio. And her oh. and my youngest son are 16 years and a day apart. Yeah. So male, female, Scorpio energy in our house was like, oh my gosh. It's great. I want to show a picture of oh. you and, and your son. And, and there's Anthony and, and Butters. And he, he knows I'm formal. He's like, you're formal. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I know my mother's there. It's not my fault. Um, but, but anyway, um, I just want to show this because he is here. Hmm. And he's he's kind of making that known. And, and it's one of the things we're really going to be talking about. And I think it's very important for people to understand. So can you talk a little bit about um, wh what happened when he passed and um, and where where is he now? What is he doing other than he is right here having the interview with us? <laughs> He's loving this. He went to school for communications and journalism. He has his degree, um, a dual degree, and he was a DJ for a while. He's loving all of this. He's like, comes in and he's bouncing off the walls and he's so excited. And he said, we're gonna take our show on the road, Ma. <laughs> so Anthony passed suddenly. Um, we had just been in Vegas for a week together, the whole family, it was really, weird because we haven't been on vacation in a long time. Um, him and his brothers are in their later 20s. And I have my daughter and my stepdaughter, and my husband, my parents and my brother. So we all gathered together in Vegas for a week and he didn't show any signs of being sick or ill. He was happy and laughing. And fast forward to July 16th, he, um, we had seen him a few days before. I was guided again to go up and visit him. It was a very quick visit. Um, and that, so that was a Friday, Tuesday. He, um, well, Tuesday, he, Monday he had gotten sick. Um, he had like uh, vomiting and a fever. Uh, Tuesday he went to the doctor and they sent him home with a stomach bug diagnosis. At this point, I still hadn't known anything. He hadn't called me, you know, he was 27 years old. He didn't, you know, mom, I got the flu or whatever. He hadn't called me yet. Um, so about, mm, I wanna say like nine, 10 that night, he couldn't breathe and his roommate called 911. So he was alive when the paramedics arrived. He, they tried to resuscitate him. And I have to understand, I'm hearing all this through the officers and this is my child you're talking about. And they're very formal, how they speak and how they, they relay the information to you. So at that time I sort of left my body um, to protect myself. Uh, so that was about 10 o'clock that he was passing. And he's very surprised that he passed. He was like out of his body and floating around and he was yelling and he heard them call his time of death and he was like what no no i'm not dead i'm right here hello you know and he was yelling at his friend dan and so about two o'clock in the morning we had received a knock on the door from a local sheriff who had told us that he passed so not even four hours later and he's telling us what happened and He's here with me. He's yelling at me. I can feel him. I can smell him. 
And I'm like, no, this isn't happening. You know, I'm not hearing, if I'm hearing you that you're dead and I'm not believing that you're dead at this point, there's no way that you could be dead. I was in such shock. Um, so that was just a horrible, horrible time. And to, to go through that moment again, I had to really keep going back to that moment because that was a trigger for me. A knock on the door would be a trigger. The dog barking would be a trigger. Um, it would send me right back into that moment when he passed. Um, so I had to walk consciously into those things. And as you were saying earlier about opening the heart space, I had to really look at those things that hurt the most in order to heal them. But I did have a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, I've been through some hard things and I know the listeners have too. And I, I'm really, I can feel the potency of that, like, it, like you say, this is the, it, this is the information. This is the news that no, no parent ever wants to hear, right? Ever. Right. And, um, uh, you know, when we're in this state of intensity or deep grief, like you say, we sometimes, I'm glad that you exited. You, you had a way of, of keeping yourself alive. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but um, just trying to function. Like, I think that we, it takes us down, you know, it just kind of buckles us at the knees and the very simplest things can just become almost impossible to do. Yeah. Yes. And that lasted for a while. I felt like somebody ripped my heart out, a piece of me. It was the physical pain. I think I was surprised by the most, not, you know, not, I expected the emotional, but the physical pain that I had in my body, which I was never accustomed to. I mean, I had grandparents that had passed in their 90s. My parents are still very much alive and well in their 70s. Um, so I had not experienced that such pain, physical pain of a death of a loved one. So that surprised me. And that's where my energy healing came into play. Yeah, the physical pain, it's actually a very accurate statement. And yeah, I think it's important people, people kind of get that, the, phys, the actual physical pain of it, because you're processing it through your body. Yes, and he kept saying to me, your heart, mom, you've got to worry about your heart, you've got to take care of your heart. So, you know, when I could start to come out of that dark phase, I was able then to do energy healing on myself. I felt the need to really get back to my spiritual practice and do my energy healing. And then we would do, um, he would enter my body. He um, started very slow with me. He was very tender. I was like, you can turn it up. I can handle this. I'm okay. Um, but he started very slow with entering my body and my body became cold and I would shake and he was helping uplift my frequency as well because my frequency was so low at that time. And I talk about that in the book too, about our frequencies and the importance to keep your frequency at a good level. Yeah, actually, I wanted to bring that out. It's one of the points that I think is real important, uh, especially for uh, the, the healers and the light workers and the people that are used to being able to do things to keep themselves in, in a light place. And um, you really share in the book about how difficult things were for you. you, you the normal things that you could do didn't keep you out of that darkness. And also, I want to point something out, and I'm not quite sure if you actually said this in the book. My mind has a way of, you know, when I'm reading, I'm really relating to it, right? Like, 
picking up bits and pieces from other places. Mm -hmm. But I've had um, clients lately, you know, during the last bit, we're going through, like I mentioned earlier in the show, a lot of people are going through grief, not the same grief as, as you, although I do have some clients who have lost children recently, and I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, but this idea that when we're going through grief, that we we get in a dark place and 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 I've had clients say things like Loretta what is going on I mean like I'm driving down the road and all of a sudden there's this thought it's like you know you could just you know you could just go off the road and that you know your pain would be gone and did you have things like that happen and can you talk to that for a moment absolutely and it was ongoing it wasn't like you know the first month was really bad um and then it sort of went away and, and the light came back for a little bit, but then it happened again. Um, and, and, you know, it's still very sporadic. I have a lot of protection around me. Um, yeah. So I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate in that. Um, but the darkness, the heaviness, I heard those things, you know, you can jump in front of a car and you can be with your son right now. And I knew that was not the way. I knew that suicide was not the way for me to be with him. There was no guarantee that I would be with him had I taken my own. And he was very adamant. That's one of the points where I could hear him outside of my body screaming at me again because he was very adamant. You are not to follow me. Yeah. And and I can, uh, he, he's sort of like, um, you know, like, get in the light. You know, like, just like yelling like that, something like that to me. Um, it is about, you know, making it clear to people that we will have these weird thoughts. They might not even be our thoughts. I, they might be dark entities or dark forces or, you know, because our vibration has lowered. And so that makes us, you know, susceptible to that. My guides have always told me the best protection is high, high vibration. You know, just, just go up, you know, get higher in vibration. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And at that point, I could not do that. You know, I knew he was okay, but it, I just, I was suffering so badly at that time. It really, I couldn't see an end point at that point. And the, the dark was so relentless. I had never, being an energy worker, I know the importance of keeping my frequency high. So I always did work to keep my frequency high, especially after working with clients all day. Um, but being in that low frequency vibration, I knew that that was not me speaking. I could feel the darkness attached to me at that time. Yeah, yeah. It's good to know know thyself, as as they say, know thyself, so that you know can recognize when something's not you. I'm also going to just point this out for everyone listening. If you're going through hard times, you know you you may not be able to have you know butters come and help you. He's giggling, <laughs> or but. Uh, you know, ha you also have some wonderful soul sisters. You have people that are in tune, that are, are you know, that he talked through or brought messages through. But you had support. You had a, you had a kind of a people holding this container for you, and it's real important, I think, to have that or reach out for some help. Yes, especially yeah. if you think that it's not normal. Like, why would a thought like that pop into my head? You know, I was given a vision. They used my own vision against me. They gave me a vision of a car accident. You know, it was crazy, crazy things. And I knew it wasn't me, you know, so I was able to discern that. And I was able then to ask for help and go see the healers that because I, I couldn't do it on my own. There was no way I could do it on my own. And the amount of clients that he brought to me that had attachments to them after that, I was very surprised that well as well, the work, how my work shifted and changed at that point too. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because it, 
it, it feels like you've been launched into a I'm going to say the, the higher dimension, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a station break. And this is Loretta Brown. My guest today is the the dear and sweet and amazing Terry Ann Russell. We're talking about, and oh, excuse me, and Anthony Joseph Butters, her son, is here too. This is the book, From Death to Life. And... Um, don't go away because when we come back, we're really going to get into what are the messages that Butters has brought and what does he really want you to know? And um, it's a collaborative thing. We'll be right back. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. This message is from the National Council on Aging. Adults over age 60 are at higher risk for the COVID-19 coronavirus because they may have weaker immune systems or chronic health conditions. The Centers for Disease Control recommends older adults avoid crowds and people who are sick. Wash your hands and disinfect surfaces often. Keep a two-week supply of food and medicine on hand. Learn more at ncoa.org. Time is funny. Sometimes it seems fast, another time slow. When it comes to time slots remaining on Alternative Talk 1150, time is running out. In fact, there are just a few primetime slots available. So if you want to host your own radio program, the time to call 425-653-1150 is right now. Nope, no time for excuses. Dial 425-653-1150 to find out how affordable it can be to host a radio show. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Oh, Benny, you you just find the most perfect music. That's great. Thank you. Anyway, welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show, and I am Loretta Brown. You can find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com. And, of course, you can catch this show on all kinds of podcasts, Podcast One, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and there's a few other platforms. And download it for free. Listen to it over and over again, and there's lots of great shows. Um and my guest today, Terry Ann Russell, once again, the incredible true story of Anthony Joseph from Death to Life. And um, Anthony is also here with us um, in spirit form. It just has to show the picture again. I love so, that picture. <laughs> so sweet. Look at his sweet face. He's so sweet. It's so sweet. Um, I would love for you just to tell me a little bit more about after he passed because he showed right back up again which is very unusual and how did you know that this was going to be like a constant contact with him at that point I didn't know um but he was especially being so deep in grief at that time he was very on me all the time um he wanted me to do my work he was very adamant about me doing my work um, and knowing, you know, he kept saying to me, why, why, what don't you understand? I'm not gone. I'm still here. I'm not dead. And I'd say, but you're not here in the physical, you know, you don't understand. So we, I did a past life regression 
And um, I do past life regression work as well, which is amazing, amazing work. Um, and so in that regression, it came out that he was my husband and I had died. Oh. And I said to him, it's not the same thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I argue, we have a running joke about that all the time. Yeah, because he's going, it is the same thing. I'm like, yes, <laughs> he says he'll be the mom next time too. And I'm like, I'm not coming back. So. <laughs> Um, uh, I want to kind of follow that thread through a little bit. So uh, you had a past life regression and you saw that he had been your husband and, and you, you died. I died. Okay? And so bringing that forward, because I, I know that, you know, cause I do past life stuff too. And we know there's a thread that comes through. Can you talk about, um, the soul contract or what it is that, that you and, and butters agreed to, uh, before you came into this life and, and what you're doing now? Yeah, the soul contract are very extensive plans. Um, I didn't realize, I think, even how extensive of a plan it was until Anthony had passed and I started doing more soul contract work. Um, the reason why he came in, why I came in, how that past life, it was, you know, he tells me it was really, I didn't only agree to it, but what it was my idea. So I was like, well, you can't argue with that, can you? <laughs> Are you rethinking that idea, by the way? <laughs> yes, I absolutely am. Why would I have agreed to so, or made, you know, had that idea? But I knew my soul at that time when I made that contract would receive so much growth while she was here. Yeah, I was going to ask. Knew. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was going to say, why would you choose something so painful? Why? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the beginning, I was angry at that. I was very angry at that. You know, I would have never agreed to something like that. I kept saying, you know, why would I agree to something so horrible? And he kept saying, but you did. And this is why. And, and, and so he showed me bits and pieces. He describes it as almost in the book I talk about. He says it's like food being needing to be digested. He can't show me the whole picture. It would be too overwhelming. He gives me bits and pieces at a time like food that I digest and I, I take that and then I work with it and then I work through it. So soul contracts, you know, having that contract in this lifetime wasn't only for the good of Anthony and I, it was for the good of humanity. And as he went on to explain further, he talks about codes and, and how I have these codes downloaded now and where, what I'm doing with it and then how I'm supposed to train my daughter in the same aspect with new codes that she'll bring in when it's time for her to bring those in as she gets older. That is uh, fascinating. Do you have any idea what those codes are for? Are they are they energy codes, uh, DNA codes? It's a mixture of DNA codes and uh, healing codes. Um, so he also brought to me, um, I talk about this in the book, Dr. Brenner. Dr. Brenner, I knew nothing about Dr. Brenner. I'm not scientific <laughs> by any means. I'm intuitive, so I don't use that part of my brain. Um, but so he brings Dr. Brenner to me and the next book is going to be working with Dr. Brenner and Anthony as well to bring in how we can heal our DNA and manipulate DNA and, and, and shift it and change it as the world is ascending now. And so I went right away and looked up Dr. Brenner on the internet and found out he was this world renowned physicist that worked with DNA and he passed in April of 2019. Oh. Now I have to tell you, I was blown out of the water. Well, isn't that fascinating? Uh, 
Yeah, I love that to be able to validate the information coming through. So yeah, it sounds to me like you are definitely bringing in some light and some information that really needs to be here for our our, our awakening of our consciousness or our rising up of the vibrational uh, scale, the ladder is what I call it. Going to and 5D. We're, we're yeah. seeing that in the world now. I mean, it is very dark right now and people have a hard time staying in the light. Um, I explained to them that like with the death of Anthony, you have to go through the darkness to get to the light sometimes. But I truly believe we as the, the, the light workers, the healers, the way showers, we will get there. Can you share with us, um, and, and I can kind of feel this um, push to this question. Can you <laughs> share with us um, what, when, when Anthony Butters passed to the other side, what did he go through? What did he share with you? Where did he go? What was it like for him? In the beginning, he shared that he felt this love. He was met by many, many beings because he was such an old soul. I didn't understand the extensiveness of the amount of beings that would gather to meet him. He also left on a full moon lunar eclipse which I found very interesting. The door was open, he told me, and it, I'm getting chills again. The door was open and it was time for him to step through. Oh my goodness. Full moon lunar eclipse is happening July 4th, you understand. Yeah, he's yes. going, yes, you got it. Okay. <laughs> so at that time he was showing me, you know, he was sad at that time about what he was leaving behind. He still felt that connection to us, but the light was so mesmerizing and he was becoming this beautiful oneness. And I've actually seen him now shift and change, um, up level his vibration. What he explains to me is the two of us are interconnected. Um, I believe, I don't know much about twin flames, but I believe that we are a twin flame. I've never studied twin flames. Um, so I don't know much about it, but as I've done my work here, he's doing his work there. Um, so it's causing both of us to have this immense vibrational shift in us. And I saw him go from, you know, a beautiful white aura, which I thought was beautiful to begin with, to up level to white and gold in the spirit world. And so I'm learning, he's teaching me about the different levels of the spirit world and how that they are doing their work. They are still, um, with us every day. They're, you know, they're working their work while they're there in between lives now. So um, uh, two things, I don't know why I'm seeing a, a blue flame coming down while I'm seeing this. And, and the other thing I, I just wanted to share that. And then the other thing I want to say is, so part of his soul contract, so he's an old soul, obviously, uh, you know, I'll just explain it in my own way, like a, a, a more advanced soul or a soul that has come and gone a lot is what I say, who's learned a lot of lessons in there you know, once we leave this earth plane, obviously it's not the end of it, right? There's a lot going on. I think there's more going on on the other side. <laughs> but part of his soul contract then in this life was to leave early, to have a short earthly life and then continue with you from the other side. Yes, we could not have gotten to where we are today had he not left. And we've got, he's told me we've gotten further than we have in any other lifetime because of the the shift in the earth, the vibrational shift, the human resonance and the frequency of the earth um, because of the way that the earth is descending, we've been able to get further than we've gotten before. 
here. I'm just jotting something down. Uh, during the break, you and I were talking about the fact that, um, you know, a Anthony uh, kind of came and tapped in with me, you know, j before the show, just, just basically to say hi and overwhelm me with love, make me cry, well, make me cry again, because it's really sweet. But he also was sharing with me that he's doing some work with um, um, some other uh, young men who have passed through the other side who I've actually interviewed their parents, which is weird. And they're all working with uh, helping the children pass to the other side. And I don't know statistically how many children pass to the other side, but um, I think this is a great comfort for people, I would assume, to know that there's someone on the other side. I'd just like you to speak to that. Yeah, he showed me that very early on that he was helping children and that fulfilled him in such a way. It made my heart really sing at that time when I had no, you know, way of my heart even breathing at that time. But I, it made my heart feel good to know that he was there doing that work with children. There's actually, a, I've met so many people that have children that have passed. It's unbelievable to me the amount of children that have passed. And in this last year alone, the amount of children that have passed. It really is a lot of them signed on to leave at that time because of what we were going to be going through to do their work from the other side. And, and he was one of them. Yeah, thank you. Because I was sim I was going to uh, ask, why are the children going? And I think that question could be, why, are, why, are, why is anyone going, right? But yes. yeah, and, and the point being that this is what they contracted to do. This is part of the work. I also just want to say that, you know, when people lose a child, um, it's one of those awkward conversations. And I wanted to ask you how you're doing with, you know, are, are, how, how are people around you? Of course, you have wonderful people that are able to talk to you about it. But this, this awkwardness where the people outside of you don't know what to say to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I still experience that. They, they don't know what to say. It's, you know, there's no word for a parent that's lost a child. And I don't care if your child is 7, 27, or 67. They're still your child. You know, you never want your child to, to, to be hurt, nevertheless, to, to leave the earth before you do. And, you know, I've had a few people say some silly things to me. Um, but I always say that they, you know, they can only understand from their level of understanding. I'm not here to convince them otherwise. You know, I know that my son is alive and well, and he is shining his light bright for the world to see. And, and that is through me. Um, but I would say to parents that have lost children, so if, you know, if people don't understand, you can't really, you know, do anything. Just, I would just, you know, not associate with people like, I've had wonderful, wonderful people around me. You also, um, you have a wonderful picture. I want to show this is from the book. And um, can you, you know, because it's all about validation of, you know, like, is he really there? Can you tell us about this picture and yes. what's going um, on? <clears throat> at, um, so it was our first holidays without him. It was very difficult at that point. Um, it was about five months. Um, and he was visiting me every month on the monthly anniversaries of his passing, he visits me in a dream. And each dream is congruent to uh, the next step. So having, he wanted the book to have physical evidence, not for me because I already know, but for some people to say, 
well, how do we know this is true? How do we know that's true? Spirit can work in miraculous ways and in so many different ways. He's able to, you know, come into a picture. I was not there at that day. That was um, at my aunt and uncle's house and my parents were there with my cousins. Here, I'll show it again. And my aunt and uncle. And that's his place setting. They set a place setting for him every time they have, you know, a, a gathering um, for him to come in. And that's something new that we do also. Is, is, is that his place mm -hmm. setting right there? Okay. And so back in the, in the, the, the cabinets, there's glass and there's a man's face. It's up in the corner. There's a man's face. It's really know. hard to see. Yeah. I don't think my, uh, and this is just a printout. I don't think my camera can focus it. Looks like it can't quite focus it. Yeah. So okay. in that glass is a picture as a vision of a man. And mm -hmm. I said to my mother was Eric or Tyler. Those are my other sons. Were they at uncle Robert's house? And she was like, no, they were, weren't there. They had to work. And I said, there, don't you see? That's a man in that picture. I said, that's Anthony. And, and we went back and we looked at it. And I was like, do you see that? Oh, my God, that's him. You know, so to have physical evidence now, he shares a lot of physical evidence for people to understand that they can come in in so many different ways. Well, and then there's also here, because I've I printed these out because I I'm, I'm visual. <laughs> And we also have this picture here and, and just tell us a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. So that's a vial of his ashes with some beads that were made. And we had, I agree, my coworker knows somebody that makes beads with their, with the ashes of your loved one. And so he was going to make, I wanted green beans, green beads, but they kept coming out black. And he said, you know, that shouldn't happen. And every bead shattered. So finally he said to Anthony, what are you doing, dude? I need to get this done for your mom for Christmas. So he said, I want black beads and I want three of them. So fast forward a little bit. He puts the black beads into set overnight. He goes back in the morning and the beads turned green. <laughs> and so Anthony's ex-girlfriend shares a story that talks about black is beautiful in itself, but you can make it any color you want. And so again, that's physical evidence that he is here. You know, this was an expert in his field. He's like, I've never broken beads in the 25 years that I've been doing this and beads don't change color. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> I, yeah, it's just a, a little, oh, hey, by the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can do this too. <laughs> I can do this too, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we know that channeling you know, because you're channeling, right? It takes, it takes time and effort. How do you set the tone for your channeling sessions? And does Anthony come in even without you setting the tone for the times you spend together? Yeah, so there's times that I want to go meet with him and I'll, I'll channel him. I'll go into like a, a light trance state. I do hypnosis, so I put myself into a light trance state and I connect with him. And then I either write or I just listen. Some I don't write all the time. Sometimes I just listen. A lot of the book was channeled, um, so I would write during those times. Um, and then there's other times when he needs me to know something, he comes in. And if it's emergency, he needs to come in You know, loud and proud, he will. Um, a good example was a few nights ago, I was having a dream and something was squeezing my heart. And I couldn't breathe in my dream and it kept squeezing my heart. Our fire alarms went off in the house. It was the middle of the night. Our smoke alarms went off. My husband and I jumped up. We were looking for this fire. It was going on for maybe five minutes. We couldn't find a fire. 
I was faint. I couldn't, you know, I was like, what is going on? I felt like I was going to pass out. Um, I said to him, I, I composed myself. I said, was that you? Did you set off the fire alarms? And he said, yes, I did it to protect you. And so I have a lot of organite in my bedroom and I have a pyramid under my bed and I found out that the pyramid had moved and shifted. I grid my bedroom in uh, Reiki energy and organite to protect myself. I found out that when we were cleaning, my husband pushed the pyramid over. Oh. So the grid was off. So they were able to then get in. And so Anthony came in with that smoke alarm blaring. There was no fire in the house. There was no reason for all the fire alarms to be going off. And, uh, you know, that really makes you feel so protected. I know that he's there and he's watching. And I know that I cannot do this alone without him. So I'm, I'm very, I have to tell him again that I'm so grateful. I didn't think that, you know, within a year's time that I would come to this point to be so grateful for our relationship now. In the beginning, I was very angry. But now I'm very grateful. Yeah, I... Uh... I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but I, I really sat with this going, this is, this is less than a year. Um, how, uh, and, and, you know, when people write books, they don't always come right out. So right. what's your explanation of that? And how it happened. I'm not a writer. Aunt uses big words. Like I, I said in uh, a post on my Facebook one day, subjugated and arduous. I don't use words like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, sometimes when I'm in a, a light trance, I write these things down and I'm like, I don't even know what that word means. I need to go find a dictionary and look it up. Um, but the process he wanted me, he kept saying, you know, I would lay down to rest. At that time, I was doing a lot of sleeping. You know, I was very depressed. Um, he would come in and he would bang my bed with his hand, scare the hell out of me. I'm the only one home. And he'd be like, get up and write that book now, Ma. <laughs> so he was very uh, religious in, in helping me to keep going forward. I had no idea how to write a book. I didn't know how it would come about. He directed me to Lisa Hagen, who published her book. She sent me to the editor, Jason, who also had an amazing experience with Anthony. He's not a medium, but he was able to connect with Anthony through the book. Um, and Jason said, it doesn't happen like that. You just don't, you know, email somebody and say, you know, I have this book and I, I sent her a chapter, I think, at that time. And she said, we've got to write this book. And so he directed me everywhere I needed to be. And that's why I tell my mom all the time, whatever he tells me to do, I'm going to do. Yeah, he is a very, he's a very powerful energy. And I really like what you said. And, and he's validating that he is also working through things. And as he works through that, that is lifting you up. And yes. so like you say, this, this connection between the two of you from this earthly realm to the spirit realm, um, you know, because he's saying that for people to understand this connection, right? And that veil between here and there is thin, but you know, as humans, like I, I'm suffering from lack of hugging. <laughs> like, Me too. Like, come on, so just a hug, right? You know, posted a picture on my Facebook page yesterday of trees hugging. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's it, right? But um, I think it's it's absolutely beautiful and and really really fascinating the soul contract that the two of you have have. Uh, brought together. 
what do you really hope and what does he really hope that people will get from this book? I really hope to give people hope and knowledge that, you know, your loved one is not gone. They're not dead. They're, their physical is gone, but their spiritual still exists. They are there. I tell my parents, even though you can't hear him, he can hear you. So you can talk to him. You can ask him things. You can, you know, ask for validation, whatever it is, you know, we're, it's, I want there to be no fear around this connection. You know, I believe eventually there won't be a need for mediums. I feel like we're going to open up enough that everybody will be able to have this connection. And he showed me that as well. There won't be a need for that because we all will have that. And I, and that kind of segues into what it is that you do and what you offer people, you know, because people can find you, you know, her name's Terry Ann Russell. She does amazing healing work, but what are some of the things you do that will really help people with the raising of their frequencies and vibrations? Yeah, a lot of the work that I do, I am actually training now in like Darian Reiki and the empowerment rays, which I had never heard before. Um, I met a woman who I used to work with and, um, I had never met her in person when I worked with her. We worked at a, a little boutique uptown in Sedona. And uh, she brought this light there in Reiki to me. And she said, Anthony wants you to have this. And it was about a higher level bands of Reiki. So I've been learning those as well. So I use a lot of that light there in Reiki in my work. But I also use, you know, many different techniques to help people raise their frequency um, within through energy healing, through theta healing, um, I've just created my own modality uh, with my girlfriend, uh, C-therapy, and it's sacred energetic alignments. So we are releasing those old patterns and beliefs. I believe now we really need to focus on clearing all that stuff we've carried over for thousands of lifetimes. <laughs> yeah, with a shovel, clear it out. <laughs> <laughs> or, or one of those big track things that they do. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, definitely a hoe. Um, you came across some of uh, Anthony's, I, I guess you might say journals or his writings after he passed. Um, and you've got, you've got some of those in the book. Um, we've got like one minute left, but can you just touch on that for just a moment? It was beautiful to have. Some of it was hard to read because he did struggle. He was a Gemini. So he had those two minds of his going, you know, button heads a lot. Um, but it was beautiful to see his words and how he wanted, he had always wanted to write his own book, but he never thought he was capable of doing it. And so, so now, he never, so now and so now he never together. thought, yes. And now, so now he never thought it would happen this way, but this is the way that it's happening. And so this book really is, I say it's his book. Um, this is his baby um, from death to life. The incredible true story of Anthony Joseph. Those are his words. So thank you so much, Terry Ann, for Russell, for being on the show. And this is Loretta Brown. Find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com. Get Terry's book, From Death to Life. And, and, and be light, be love. And thank you so much, Terry. Bye now. Thank you.